The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. It's a tale as old as time, a fight, a struggle that has gone back for generations upon generations. Your father's father and your father's 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 father have been fighting this fight since time immemorial. It was even the subject of a pretty darn good Adam Warrock song a number of years back. I'm talking about the endless struggle. Marvel versus DC. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I'm tackling the big issues here today, folks. Marvel versus DC. What side do you fall on? You know, if somebody were to come up to me 10 years ago and said, hey, Marvel versus DC, which side you on? I'd say, why can't you be on both? Both companies offer great stories. They also offer a lot of crap. Why close yourself off to one? Why not open yourself up to both? If someone had come to me 20 years ago and asked that, I might have said the same thing. If someone had come to me 30 years ago and asked me that, well, I was a dumb kid back then and I probably would have said, well, if I had to choose, I would choose Marvel because most of the books I read are Marvel books. I do read some DC books, but mostly I read Marvel, though I think Superman's really cool. Superman's probably my favorite, but I don't read as many DC books. I read mostly Marvel. I had to go back in time to to capture that voice of me as a teenager. I hope you were impressed. Now, if somebody were to come to me today and say, all right, buddy, gun to your head, Marvel versus DC. What side you on? I'd say, uh, no, thank you. I'm not on anybody's side here, folks. Frankly, if given the choice, if I had the choice of only picking one, I'd probably choose Image or Boom or even Dark Horse. Because frankly, I'm a bit frustrated with the so-called big two. You hear conversations all the time online, whether it be on news sites, whether it be on message boards, if they're still a thing, or Reddit, or wherever. How do we get new people into comic books? How come with billion-dollar movies being made with billions of people worldwide flocking to cinemas to see these superhero movies... Why isn't this being reflected in comic book sales? Why are we not getting more readers into comics? And frankly, for me, and this is one man's opinion, I'm sure there are a lot of you who will disagree with me, and that's fine. Let's embrace our opinions. It's, it's, it's who we are. It's what we're made up of. My opinion is that the answer is quite simple. Marvel and DC are too busy trying to hold on to their core loyal readership that really deep down they could give a crap about new readers. 
They throw out the occasional books that are, I guess, designed for new readers, but they're almost, they almost feel like, eh, here's a little something for a new reader. But they're not designed to get you into the main, the main books. Have you ever, I don't know how many of you are in the same position that I am in, in that you've been reading, I've been reading comics for over 30 years, off and on. I took a number, I, I, I had a big chunk of reading in the 80s into the mid to late 90s, walked away from comics for three, four, maybe five years, read very deeply, consumed as much as I could, and then stopped reading again maybe 10 years ago. More like 11, 12 maybe. So a couple of years ago, I have been, I, I, I have started getting back into comic books and trying to get into Marvel and DC, trying to find a good place to jump in has got to be one of the most frustrating acts I have ever in my life tried to perform. If you go out right now and go, go to like Comixology and just do a search for Spider-Man and just go into the go into the graphic novels for Spider-Man and just have fun and count how many volume ones there are cuz there's a number of them. I remember when the Captain Marvel movie came out, I thought, "You know what? It's been a long time since I've read anything with Carol Danvers in it." Back when I was reading books and Carol Danvers was in it, she was Ms. Marvel. I haven't read anything since she became Captain Marvel. Maybe I should read some stuff, get kind of caught up a bit before I see the movie. Oh, that was difficult. There were, I don't know, three, four, five, maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. Now I can't remember. There were a number of volume ones. So I had to literally take a piece of paper and write down the title of each one and then go go look to see when they were published. Which one came first? Which volume one came first? Because that's all I wanted. The first one, the first volume one. (laughs) I'm getting angry. And I know I've talked about DC Rebirth. I know I've talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating. DC Rebirth. Does that not sound like the most perfect place to jump on to DC? DC did the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths back in the 80s. They just went trucking along for a while. They did, uh, what was it, Zero Hour or whatever it was. They kept trucking along. And then... They do this infinite crisis, final crisis, and then flashpoint, and then bam, we get new 52. I may be forgetting the, uh, the exact order of things, but it was around the time, I feel like it was around the time that flashpoint was, was getting ready to start. That's when I stopped read. that's when I, just, I had stopped reading comics. Not because I was sick of them, I, would, I didn't walk away in disgust, I just couldn't afford them anymore. And if I remember correctly, because I did try to keep up with the news. I did try to keep up to what was kind of going on out there. New uh, um, Flashpoint led into New 52. New 52, I feel like, didn't do what they wanted it to do. It wasn't the big success they were hoping for. I think, in my mind, here, here's, here's what has formed my opinion about the big two. From what my memory serves up to me, New 52 was supposed to be DC's foray into trying to grab those new readers. Here's all your heroes. We've done costume changes. We've done 
other kinds of continuity changes, this is your chance to get into new 50 to to the DC universe. And the hardcore loyal fans just went ape. And not in a good way. But just like with anything else, the folks that threw the biggest fit, the the loudest voices were probably the the minority of hardcore loyal DC readers. I'm sure most of the DC readers were fine with it. Eh, it's not quite my DC, but we'll give it a chance. But eventually DC just caved. Again, this is my opinion. This is how I read the situation. I could be totally off base. They caved and they did DC Rebirth to try to bring things back to the way they were before the New 52. And so my thought was, okay, I'm, I'm reading comics again. Rebirth just happened not that long ago. That's where I will jump in. And hey, lo and behold, the DC Rebirth title, the one book that should be the book that you should have to read that should just get you into the DC Rebirth and get you back into the DC Universe, it was available for free through Comixology Unlimited, which I happen to be a subscriber of. So I borrowed the book, and within, it was literally like the second page. It was either the bottom of the first page, the top of the second page, or the bottom of the second page. Somewhere in there within those first two pages, there is a note that tells you, before you go any further, something to that effect. Before you go any further, you need to go back and read this Superman, these Superman books and this this other set of books. It was like 10 books that I had to read. And I said, pass. What kind of crap is that, DC? And Marvel is just so, they all they want to do is freaking throw out event after event after event. And it almost feels like the time between events is just comics that are waiting for the next event. I almost feel like nobody is is given a chance to really tell their tale because they have to slide into the big event that happens to be happening. Now again, this is my opinion. This is how I'm reading things. This is me standing on the outside looking in. People who are in may see it completely in a completely different fashion. People that are in Maybe hearing me talk about this, going, no, Stephen, you got it wrong. That's not how it is. But have it, but but it, it it should speak volumes that someone standing on the outside looking in, that's what they see. They see that there's no way for me to 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 jump into these stories. There's just no way. You know, back in the back in the 80s, I'm gonna be an old man here and be like, Well, back in my day. You could just pick up any old comic book and you might be lost for a few pages, but they're going to they're going to explain everything to you by the end of the book. At the most, you may have to go find one back issue to get caught up. And yes, comic books are serialized entertainment. Serialized entertainment means that at some point you just have to jump in. It's like you're it's like the soap operas they play during the day. If you want to get into that stuff, sometimes you just got to jump in with both feet and pray for the best and hope that eventually you'll start to understand what's going on. And in most cases, that is true. But there's just, there just, it just seems to be too much. It seems to be almost inclusive. I, I don't think that's the word I'm looking for. It just, I, I almost feel like if you're outside looking in, it's really hard to get into that door. And I just saw something about this online the other day and somebody was talking about their frustration with, wanting to get back into comic books 
and trying to get back into DC and Marvel and having a really difficult time because they have no idea what's going on and there's nothing that seems to be an easy, uh, even a even a slightly easy way for them to just to just get back into the comic books. And while there were a lot of replies that were very encouraging and uh, understanding, there were also a number of them that were just very flippant. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't be reading superhero comic books, or this is what superhero comic books are about. There's a level of expectation that you ultimately have to do research. To get into that. Well, good Lord, no wonder these movies are not pulling in new readers. I don't want to have to do research. I don't want to have to do homework to enjoy some freaking comic books. I want to pick up a book. I want to go into a freaking gas station and see a book on the rack with a very exciting cover, pick it up and read it. And by the end, I will have decided this is the, I want to keep reading this book. But I feel like as someone standing on the outside looking in, Marvel and DC are trying very hard, maybe not on purpose, but they just don't seem to be all that concerned anymore with pulling in the new reader. Because I feel like anytime they try, anytime they try to do something designed to pull in new readers, the, the small vocal minority throws such a fit online that the big two cave. And I know that's not the case. I mean, that, that's ridiculous, right? That these two big, giant companies would listen to the loudest voices online and go, well, we don't want to be doing this because we're going to lose some money. Listen to, these, listen to this 3% online. That's, that's really upset. We got we to gotta flip this back around and, and, and stop doing. Because if that was the case, they probably would stop doing all these events because I think, it, I think a lot of people are sick of the events, Right. If someone were to come to me today and say, hey, I want to get into superhero comic books. I want to start, I just got done watching Endgame and I want to, I want to get into Marvel Comics. Where do I start? I'd tell them, look, just go into a comic book store and look at the rack. You're going to see at least, you're probably going to see at least one number one issue because Marvel Comics is all about that right now. Grab a couple issues that look interesting to you and just Pray for the best, my friend. Just pray for the best. Because there are stuff, for example, right now I'm reading Hawkeye Freefall. That would be a really good book for somebody to jump into the Marvel Universe on. I'm reading it and I am enjoying, I am enjoying the crap out of it. However, at the same time, I just started reading the first volume of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. And I can't say that I'm enjoying the crap out of it. They're, they are making references to stuff that's happened in the past during to, a time when I wasn't reading that I kind of have a slight idea maybe what they're talking about, but not enough that I can enjoy those conversations or those references. And that's okay. I'm continuing to read it, but it is, it is a completely, I think that, I think I'll, I'll be honest with you. It might be easier for a brand new reader to jump into Marvel and DC than it is for somebody who had been reading for years and years and years and then got out of it for a decade and is trying to get back in. Because the Marvel Universe is so different than what it used to be that every, everything I come across that is so radically different, the first thing I want to do is, okay, well, how did we get to this point? Because that's, let's just look at this Avengers book, for example. She-Hulk is now the Hulk. 
Jennifer Walters, who transforms into a more monstrous version of the She-Hulk and says, Hulk smash. How did that come about? And so part of that is causing me to not enjoy the book as much because I want to know how that came about. And of course, I could go online and research it, but that just makes me angry that I have to do that. But that's my thing. That's my thing. That's not, I can't blame Marvel for that. Marvel's got to write their stories. And then I, as a reader, have to decide whether or not I want to just let go and read. And maybe eventually some of this stuff will be explained or take it upon myself to go back and find out what happened. So it's like I'm, I'm now nearly at the end of this episode and I've almost, my opinion is almost flipped around. <laughs> Because I'm not trying to debate anybody here on this episode, folks. I go, I come into the episode thinking a certain way. And my mind is the kind of mind that I have to talk things out to truly understand something. And so as I'm talking this out, I'm starting to see the other side of it. Marvel versus DC. Well, I'm certainly reading more new Marvel books right now than I am new DC books. I am currently reading zero new DC books. Zero. The only new DC books I'm reading, to tell you the truth. When I say zero, I don't mean zero. There are new DC books I'm reading, but they're, I read Deceased. That's not canon. I'm reading the uh, Black Label Question series. That's not canon. I'm reading the Black Label Wonder Woman Dead Earth series. That's not canon. I'm not reading anything DC that is part of the main DC universe. So if you look at it like that, Marvel versus DC, I guess I'm choosing Marvel. And I guess I should be happy that it's more difficult for someone like me who walked away and is trying to come back. Because if it was easy for me to get back into these books, I would be spending more money than I could afford. And then I would burn out again and I would realize I couldn't afford it anymore and I'd stop and I'd walk away again for another decade. Now, I can't help but talk about Marvel versus DC without thinking of the Adam Warrock song. If you haven't heard the song, don't worry. Stick around. Wait till the very end. When, when this entire episode is done, I'm going to throw that song there at the end. And it's a good song. It really, it really encapsulates a lot of what... It's almost as if I was there when he wrote the song because he's saying a lot of stuff in that song that I agree with. A lot of it is about how we got to stop this Marvel versus DC thing. To me, when I hear that song, I think the biggest enemy of the comic book industry are the fans. We just got to stop all the hate, folks. I think the chorus just basically says why. I mean, I don't remember the lyrics off the top of my head, but what it's trying to say is why close yourself off to choices? Why pick a side? Let's stop the fighting. Let's just open up our hearts and read as much as we can and enjoy everything that's out there. Because there's a lot of old DC that I really enjoyed. I'm just having a hard time getting into the new DC. I think one of the big changes that I feel like that's happened over the last 15 years, 15 to 20 years, is that you're not getting a lot of these classic runs anymore where you get like, where you get a writer and an artist and they get on a book and then they stay on that book for a couple of years. We have books out there where a writer will get on the book and they'll stay on the book for a number of years, but there will be different artists throughout that run. And I don't mind that as much. Everybody tells their story arcs and they get a different artist for each story arc. So I guess I'm not really complaining about that. I don't even know why I brought that up. Marvel versus DC, folks. Let's stop. Let's stop the hate. 
Let's stop making the choice. Let's make the choice not to make a choice. Let's make the choice to just try them both out. Sure, you're always going to lean one way or the other, but don't dismiss a book because I, I just don't read books from that company. Just don't do it. Oh, that book looks interesting. Oh, no, it's Marvel. Never mind. Can't read Marvel. Why can't you read Marvel? Because it's Marvel. I'm a DC guy. Oh, look at that book. That's interesting. Oh, no, can't read that. It's DC. Why? I don't understand. Why can't you read? Because it's DC. I'm a Marvel guy. I'm a Marvel zombie. Silliness. It's all a bunch of silliness. I think what we can all agree on is the books are just too darn expensive. Can we all just agree on that? The books are too expensive. When I go in to buy a new issue of something and I'm getting it through, I'm, I'm getting it through Comixology and I get my 15% discount and I'm still almost paying five bucks? Come on now. I feel deep down that there is something seriously broken within the comic book industry. And I don't think anybody knows how to fix it. Because when it comes to complaints about too many events, high price of, of, uh, of, of the single issues, writing for the trade, waiting for the trade, blah, 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 supporting your local comic book store over ordering something online. You know what? I feel like these arguments have been around for almost 20 years now and probably even more. And I don't think they're ever going to go away. I don't, think, I don't think the comic book industry is ever going to be fixed, quote unquote fixed, to everybody, everybody's satisfaction. Marvel versus DC, folks. I think in the end, when I, when I go online to look at the new books that come out each week, my, here, here it is, my cycle, because I have three times now, this is my third time getting back into comics. Here's what always happens. I start out, diving into the superhero books, Marvel versus DC, and I just devour them. And then eventually I get tired of them because, I mean, how many Spider-Man stories can you tell? Really, truly. How many Spider-Man stories can you tell before you get kind of tired of them? And so eventually I kind of stop. I find myself dropping more and more titles from both the, from the big two, and I start drifting towards image and Dark Horse, and now we've got Boom, and, and all, these, all these other companies that are giving us something different. And I find these books that are just, just these incredible stories with incredible art. It's almost like the difference between American television and British television. American television is all about stretching the show out for as long as you can. How? Let's do another season. Let's do another season. Let's do another season. Come on, we're making money. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. But we're running out of stories. It doesn't matter. Let's keep cranking out these episodes because we got to make that bank. We got to cash in while the iron is hot. Whereas British television, it's more like, well, we have, we've told our story. We're done. Let's go do something else. And that's kind of been my cycle. I always kind of feel like I know when I'm going to stop reading comics again because I've stopped reading all the superhero books and I've been getting into more of the non-traditional, again, quote-unquote, these are words that we probably shouldn't use anymore for, for comic books. Superhero books should not be considered traditional comic books and books like Paper Girls or Walking Dead you know, should not be considered alternative comics. That's, that's not... That's not the case anymore, and I think all of us know that. I don't think I'm saying something that it, I don't think anybody's listening to this going, you know what, Stephen's right. Nobody's ever said that before. I don't think that. I don't think I'm doing that. I think we all understand that. I think the point I'm trying to make here, folks, is we all just need to hug.
I think the world needs a hug. Too many choices sometimes can be a bad thing. Marvel versus DC? Shut up. That's what I say. Hey, man, Marvel versus DC, what's your favorite? Shut up! Why choose? Don't ask why. Where's the beef? And so I'm going to wrap this episode up. Having not accomplished anything, have not, having not resolved anything, have I changed any minds? Probably not. I changed mine. Hey, there we go. I changed one mind with this episode. I changed my mind. I went from starting off the episode very angry at Marvel and DC for not writing the kinds of stories that allows new readers to jump on board to realizing that maybe it's not new readers that are having problems. Maybe it's just me because I expect a certain thing from these books because I'm my mind is back to where they were 15 years ago, and that's what I'm expecting, and that's not the way comics are. Sure, they're supposed to come back to the, to the status quo, but the status quo of today is not the same status quo of 15, 20 years ago. That's my problem, not theirs. So yeah, I changed my mind, folks. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a little hug and say, thanks, man. You've changed my mind. I appreciate it. If this episode has done anything, it's to, it, it changed my mind. And that's all that matters. See you next time. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at stephenorelse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Warrock. Southern community. People used to look at me different because I look different. But the song ain't about race, it's about lines in the sand that we draw to keep on producing any hatred. And internet culture only took away the faces for when we had to say shit. Negativity and cynicism took the world over. I rolled my bike and grabbed my backpack and hold it over my shoulder and went down to the comic book store with a copy of me against the world pumping. I spent my ten bucks and learned to love the elements that made me feel so relevant. I niche a place to feel something. And I grew up thinking one side was better and i ignore tradition thinking half the story could shepherd me through the gateways of seeing a world that lay beyond the racks that's fun at the front next to the register and all i hear is marvel versus dc and all i see is a sea of people like me and all i feel is the hate in their voices ignoring the choices life is given you and me and all i hear is marvel this and dc that and all i see is a sea of people like my back if you're trying to stop with
guns, the breasts, the muscle, barren chest, absurd jackets and outfits. Each saga and death, the funerals and the time spent with secrets, comic creators kept. I was a zombie walking around in the days. I was a fan with crises on the way. And I still remember back when mom and dad were fine. I'd read a comic and sketch to pass the day. I'm feeling better now, life is slower now. And I see that I can love it for what these pages say. And sure, at times I'm frustrated, but great writing is dope. And sick ass art can be the saving grace. And that's whether it's Green Lantern or X Men, Ghost Rider or Next Wave, the Arrangement I look through. So that's why when I rap, I try to talk about the things that bring us together the way that comic books do. And all I hear is Marvel versus DC. And all I see is a sea of people like me. And all I feel is the hate in their voices, ignoring the choices life is giving you and me. And all I hear is Marvel, this and DC, that. And all I see is a sea of people that hop back. If you're down to stop with all the naysaying, then Adam Warrock is here to keep the tape playing. Do about this black hole We're all swimming in a dead pool of lost souls Got more to chew on, sorta like a mind bender A brainiac on the mic, that's why I stopped Going back to the store, cause the fans were like The Walking Dead, just banshees Screaming off all their talking heads It's like they saw Spider-Man, but like Batroc Corporations raise the prices, shutting out the have-nots And you can call them the Illuminati New World Order, made a Frankencastle like I told you, so strange, call a doctor oh, Dude, now they got ya, weak as Tony Stark When he's chilling out sober I ain't no Casanova, I can't convince you, Mr. Sinister in your minds, I can't get into But if you wanna be a Superman, show me Stop with all the pointless battles like Don Quixote Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 